high time now for our tune of the week. One, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hey, Leah. Welcome to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Very excited to have you on and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Forbes. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, sure. So to get started, what got you interested in being an artist manager, but also working in the music industry? Because in the media business, there's so many forms of media. There's television, there's the news side, there's music. Totally. Um, Yeah, so I'd always been a big music fan. Um, Just my whole life growing up, you know, parents like played me records all through my childhood. Um, but I actually never really thought of music as a job. Like I never thought I could be something <laughs> like professionally, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in undergraduate um, and graduated semester early and decided to go to New York and spend my last semester, like interning at a record label, just being like, you know what, this is going to be like the last bit of fun I have before I dive into my big girl job. Um, so I got my start interning at this record label. Absolutely loved it. Um, and then went to LA and did have a big girl job at Disney um, where I was doing strategy. And it was actually in LA that I started managing this artist that I managed, Tim Atlas, that I've been managing for almost seven years now. Wow. Um, yeah. And I saw him play at a So Far Sound show. Mm. And somehow something just kind of clicked in my brain where I was like, you know what? This music needs to be in more years. And maybe, just maybe, I can help be a part of that. Um, and then over time, I realized like that actually can be a career. Um, and I'm just loving my place in it. And uh, I know, uh, taking a little bit of a step back, you uh, not only worked at Disney, uh, mm-hmm. doing strategy stuff, but you also interned at a record label at Atlantic, right? What were you yeah. doing in that capacity? And how does that translate uh, to your role as an artist manager? Totally. So yeah. So at Atlantic, I was in the A&R team. Um, so pretty much going to shows, checking out if, you know, like reporting back to higher ups, like if I thought that it was particularly compelling live mm-hmm. or, you know, if there was a really big audience um, and a lot of A&R like now and actually then as well, it's very multidimensional. So like you look at the data, but also mm-hmm. there's some things that you really can only understand like when you're on the ground. Um because sometimes like the data doesn't really show a big audience or whatever. And then you go to the show and you see the fans are just like electrified by this band. Um, so that was kind of my job to be more of like an ear to the ground, boost on the ground person um, on the A&R side. So I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but I think with A&R and like with the labels, you know, it's it's hard to break in, I would yes. say. <laughs> yeah. So it was a win-win of, a, of an internship because they pretty much told me they were like look well we'd love to have you intern here but we don't have a job to offer you um which was so fine for me and so I because I already signed on to Disney to work in the corporate strategy and business development department which was pretty much doing all the acquisitions that Disney's ever done so like mm-hmm. ABC ESPN Marvel wow. mm-hmm. yeah we were there we acquired Fox um and then also like the big strategic planning. So sure. we did the launch of Disney Plus. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, all those acquisitions you were a part of. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't a part of all of them. Uh, it's kind of the history of the team. I was just a part of Fox. Um, and then we did a few more smaller cool. ones up there too. So just like investments and joint ventures in like AR, VR companies, um, that kind of stuff. Got it. So I kind of see this pattern in you. It's interesting. Uh, interning at Atlantic Records, A&R. A&R is artisan repertoire, basically scouting out talent. And then you worked in a corporate strategy role. kind of, I guess it's kind of a simile, but scouting out companies to acquire. And then Ooh. here uh, you went to So Far Sounds and you scouted out and you were able to find your client. Um, so you, you have this uh, really drive and hustle, I would have to say, um, would you say in order to work in this business and especially being an artist manager yourself now is very pivotal and key? Yeah, well, I'll, thank you. That's so kind. Um, I truly think that it is. Um, I will caveat like hustle culture can be toxic. Like you should never really hustle up <laughs> like, your mental, physical, emotional yeah. well-being. But I will say that as an artist manager, you are constantly screaming into the void, just trying to get someone to hear you, right? Like there's so mm -hmm. much music out there, so much talent out there. Sure. So like you have to like ask a lot of questions. You have to be willing to try a ton of things because you're willing to fail over and over again. And I think like having that mindset of just like going after it, no mm -hmm. matter what, and seeing what happens is, is really pivotal. And while you're, managing uh tim atlas what have been like some of the major highlights uh any exciting projects that you worked on in the past with him currently um just anything in general that kind of highlights uh your function as a manager too yeah totally so happy to sort of share how my function has changed along the way and kind of go through some like key moments there so you know i think Every artist and every manager is different in terms of what the artist needs. But, you know, when we first started out, my my job as manager was honestly a very much like cheerleader coach, like person who made the calendar. Right. So it's like plot out releases, get some photos done like you can do it. We got this, you know, like let's make a video, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, really initial stuff. And then as the project grew. Um, I also think, you know, managers in the early days when you don't have agents, like, you know, you can book a few shows, uh, go on tour, which we did as well. Um, and then when we started getting interest from labels and distributors, um, your job as a manager sometimes becomes like a lawyer as well. So um, super really, I'm really, really proud of the label deal he has. He uh, is with Network Music. It's an awesome indie mm -hmm. label. Um, and like, you know, negotiating that deal and finding the right home for an artist for what size and genre sure. uh, we're super proud of. Um, and then, you know, you continue to build the team from there. So now we have awesome agents at UTA. Um, super proud of the last tour Tim just went on this past year. Uh, like first time selling out shows in New York, LA and San Francisco. And it was amazing. And now he's working on his debut album that's going to be out May 31st, which wow. is just like huge moment for us so really excited about that too amazing yeah. uh would you say kind of uh I feel like managers also act as um kind of consultants in that they share advice try to help them uh professionally but also at times you got to help the artist personally too right yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent. I think a good manager knows that 
your artist, like your client artist is a person first yeah. and foremost, right? And like their holistic health and well-being matters so much in the music and their artist projects is just part of that. Mm -hmm. And you've also not only are doing that, but you previously prior to business school, how we got connected, you worked at Spotify in artist research. So tell us a little bit more about that. I feel like that's another one of your stepping stones that involves kind of uh, research development, scouting out artists. Yeah, totally. So um, yeah, Spotify, it was a great role. So pretty much my job there was working on the Spotify for Artists Toolkit. So for listeners who've never seen it, it's this back-end data that we give to artists, managers, and labels to help them build their careers. So it'll, it'll kind of show like, oh, you have X number of fans in Denver, you should tour there. Or, you know, 75% of your fans are females ages 18 to 24, um, like run some ads. So that's kind of the vibe of the data. And my job was to interview the people who would be using it to try to like make improvements and help artists build their careers. So it was a really trust-based thing um, because, you know, some people don't really have like the best perception of Spotify. <laughs> and it's also a little confusing, like, who is this person from Spotify like yeah. contacting me to like talk about like what? Um, and so I think having a background in artist management was very essential because I had like built the network and built the trust and I could speak kind of both languages of a big corporate organization, but also like building trust with artist managers and artists themselves. And what were some of those, I guess, quote unquote, corporate takeaways that you were able to get um, and kind of transfer them to your role as a manager for an indie artist? Oof, yeah, I mean... That's a, it's a really good and hard question because sometimes when you're in a corporation, you can get quite disheartened. Um, and I think what I saw at Spotify was like, I don't know that, I mean, there's so much music on the platform. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like, I, I think like the real hot take is like money drives a lot of things, um, yeah. money and power. And so like to be super freaking real with you, you and your listeners, like my role at Spotify changed a lot um, when Spotify had the directive that like this team needs to make money now. It's not just about helping artists, but it's mm -hmm. about like keeping business afloat. Sure. And so that meant building tools that, you know, artists and labels pay for um, mm -hmm. to their music on Spotify. And also, you know, it's public information that the major labels have big contracts with Spotify and they get mm -hmm. favorable benefits. Um, yeah. And so that, that drives a lot too. So I think some of those are just like a big reality check about how mm -hmm. business works. And now that you've kind of pivoted to the academic world, what ha has kind of been the one thing that you've soaked in that uh, you've kind of transferred either kind of similar question to client or just like even to your music industry hat? Yeah, also a good question. So um, I'm doing a dual master's in public administration and business administration. Um, and I think one thing that made me want to go back to school was realizing that incentives need to be aligned. Um, so I got really frustrated at Spotify, a for-profit company, trying to help artists. Like, I was like, honestly, this is tough. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, maybe I just need to be working sort of in a nonprofit or a policy sector uh, to be doing this kind of work. Um, and so going back to academia was just kind of exploring that. Um, and there's a ton of really cool organizations and like 
the nonprofit side, I mean, like, or I guess in the public public sector, like the government side, like sound exchange is doing really good work. Mm-hmm. There's organizations such as like key change um, and like associations of songwriters and producers and people advocating for sure. more royalties and, you know, laws to be passed to make sure artists get paid mm-hmm. for their work. Um, so I, yeah, that's kind of what I'm sort of thinking for my career now is like, let me work for an organization where the mission of the organization is aligned with the kind of work that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes in tandem with your uh, newest endeavor. You're writing a book, right? Uh, it's a <laughs> pop philosophy book. Yeah. Well, I thought that I was, that was just too nice. I didn't know we were going to ask about the book, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, unrelated to the music industry. Um, I am writing a, a little book about finding meaning and purpose in life. Um, and it's, it incorporates a lot of different like philosophers, experiences that I've noticed, um, psychology, all those, all those good things to hopefully help people if they're feeling a little lost. Yeah, I think that's the one takeaway that I've gotten so far from this podcast. The one biggest word that rings to me is like helping others, Um, especially like you seeking out talent uh, just from your days at Atlantic Records to you finding Tim Atlas to you artist research at Spotify and then kind of going to the nonprofit world, helping out like just uh, in a policy standpoint there. It's just the one word that keeps on ringing to me is like, helping, well, it's two words, helping others. Aww. Yeah, I think um, it's most really important to me. And it sounds like the same with you too, with this podcast, you know, it's like <laughs> give people the lay of the land, like if they're feeling like they want to get involved in the media industry, like mm-hmm. how do they start? I feel like same, same with you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess any other personal goals that you have in mind um, this upcoming year? I know you're graduating, so that's a big accolade after three years doing a dual degree. Um, any other either professional goals you have in the bucket? I know that uh, January was just uh, past us just a day ago, but any totally. New Year's resolutions? <laughs> Good question. Um, okay, so definitely New Year's resolution is to like slow down a little bit um, and take time to really like be mindful and, you know, feel mm-hmm. more things like hustling all the time. Um and I'm also really excited. I guess there's a few Tim Atlas related things coming up. Um, so the album release is just so exciting for us. And then um, hopefully a tour in the UK and the EU in the summer. And then a US headlining tour in the fall. So wow. if any listeners want to come to a show, let me know. Um, but looking forward to that as well. And then yeah, I also, you know, applying for full-time jobs in this intersection of music and social impact. So excited to see what's out there. And, you know, people have been really helpful on my journey as well. Great. That's awesome. And what advice or takeaways that you've gotten from mentors that could really resonate for people that want to like give back, either work in the nonprofit sector or be an artist manager like yourself, helping out artists and growing them from the ground up any pointers lessons that you've taken along the way of your career yeah um so I guess a couple one of them is just don't be afraid to ask ask like questions ask for mm-hmm. help um yeah it's, it's really hard it's like awkward and uncomfortable and you feel like well, why would anyone give me the time of day <laughs> you know <laughs> um but remember how good it feels when you help somebody else out you know, mm-hmm. and like people want to help you. 
So I would say like, always make the ask, you know, the worst they can say is no. Um, And that's how I've gotten really anywhere I've gotten in life. Like I learned how to be a manager by asking people questions. Um, (laughs) And like the number of people who helped me on my career journey by making an introduction or passing my resume along has been invaluable. Um, Mm -hmm. So just like always make the ask. Um, Yeah. No dumb question. No dumb questions. (laughs) Yeah. Always knowledgeable ones. (laughs) That's been my (laughs) motto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like also vulnerability. Like, you know, you need help or when you don't know, which I think is super important. Vulnerability. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, Cool. Any parting words as we wrap up our episode? Um, No, I mean, any of your listeners, feel free to reach out to me um, on Instagram. It's probably the best way. Like it's at Leah Craft. There's no A in craft on the Instagram. So reach out to me. Feel free to ask any questions if there's anything I can do to help. I'm just really excited for like the next generation of music and media people and see mm-hmm. what y'all do. Uh, so yeah, just rooting for everybody out there. Awesome. Yeah, rooting for everybody. Rooting for <laughs> you, Leah, uh, as you finish up uh, that dual degree uh, in the next few months and wishing you all great success with Tim Atlas, his big album release and his upcoming two uh global tours i should say yeah yeah global tours thank you so much for it it's been a pleasure thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the media industry guru podcast check out the instagram at media industry guru for all the details on the latest and coolest i mean coolest upcoming episodes that you will here. Email at mediaindustryguru.podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this. I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll.